0: Whether you're new to pool and practicing the basics or a more experienced player performing drills to improve your shot making and positional
1: play, the Drill Partner is perfect for you. Hey, hey, Melina Mike. How's it going, buddy?
0: We made it, my man. We made it. We made it. It's Friday. I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Good. Am I blurry?
0: No. No.
1: Okay, good. Hey, one for the good guys. (laughs) Ha ha. Hey man, Friday afternoon, exciting tournament, lots of stuff going on. Uh, we're gonna go through the final eight. It's gonna be a short little show, but guys, thanks for joining us as always. Mike, I I, I saw a clip. I want to start with this: the craziest ending to a match with Fortunsky and Alex Kazakis. Did you see that?
0: Mm-mm. What? <laughs> no,
1: you didn't see that. So Okay, Fertunsky is like straight in, I think, on the seven ball. Oh, yeah, then he miscued. Not only did he miscue, it was basically like scooping under the ball, picking it up. It lands on the side rail, rolls down the side of the rail, comes back onto the table, hooks Kazakis, or kind of hooks Kazakis. He had a chance to make a ball, but it was a long, long shot. Misses the shot. Then Fertunsky banks a ball, hooks him again. Anyway, it ends with Kazakas jumping a ball, selling out, and slamming his cue down on, a, on the floor, the table, anything he can slam his cue on. It was crazy. Anyway. I'll
0: my- well, tell you, you what will solve that. If Alex plays some one pocket, he'll make that cut. Go play <laughs> some one pocket. Alex, go play that one pocket. It's well, within, it's well in the repertoire if you play some one pocket. That's All a right, good issue
1: I'm going to ask a a ridiculously dumb question. One that I don't fully understand. Right. I understand in amateur leagues that you have to be, you know, you have to think about what you're going to call as a foul. Right. So as an example, some leagues, if you're frozen, if your cue ball is frozen to the object ball, it's basically like whatever you do is legal. Okay. At the pro level, there needs to be fouls called on particular shots. And one of them, in my opinion, is a miscue where you scoop the cue ball up in the air. It's basically like he had a spoon and lifted it up in the air and placed it on the side rail. That can't be legal, can it? Let's get Dr. Dave on. I'm telling you. I, get Dr. Dave on, on the case. To me, that shot is not a legal shot, Mike. I, I'm sorry. And, and I get that it wasn't intentional. It was a miscue. But the nature of that mis- miscue was such that the the tip went under the ball, lifts the ball up in the air. To me, that's a foul every day. And the fact that it wasn't Ed Ladali, I think, was the uh, referee there. We're gonna have to ask Ed get his thoughts on that. One of our followers there. Yeah, well,
0: we we can get a hold of it. we can get a hold of old Ed too. Uh, you know, if he if he scoops it, I'm guessing it's gonna be a foul. But you know, I I think we just we got to talk to we got to talk with better, more, uh, more established people than us. I talked with, um, this guy Cecil who runs ACS. He was talking about being on some rules committee way back when they invented the circle, you know, way back when, before caveman days, you know, and, and, uh, you know, when they were, when they were inventing the rules, but I'm sure we can get some heads together, get a more logical approach to it. Um, yeah, see, look what Matt says. Matchroom refs have been treating the in, unintentional miscues as a foul. So, you know, yeah, I think I, I think I'm with you guys.
1: For yeah. once I agree with the chat. Well, I kind of like when I saw it, I thought there's no way that's a legal shot, even if it was unintentional, right? You you very rarely see a miscue called a foul. Well, but to, intent you know, doesn't matter if it's a it's exactly. you're calling balls and strikes.
0: You're calling you know you're you're calling whether your toe was on the line or not. You know so. If you're
1: yeah. out of bounds, you're out of bounds, son. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like that shot. Have you ever seen the shot where the balls, cue ball's frozen to a ball, and you can kind of push it into the rail, and your Q-tip stays on the cue ball and pushes into it? It's not really a legal shot, but it doesn't look like a double hit because it never officially leaves the ball. Does that make sense? Anyway, I digress. Let's get it's, into it. You talk about that
0: that that one pocket shot when you freeze right. it to the to the to the inside of the facing.
1: No. No, it's oh, kind okay. like no of like no Light up, okay. <laughs> I no idea what you're talking about <laughs> that was funny. Well, why don't we why don't we uh, bring up the brackets? You want to bring up the brackets, or you want me to? Well,
0: let's go. Okay. You've been running the turn ship today. Turn this off. Boy. Turn
1: this on. Wait. Yeah, I'm doing
0: my go. best uh, Joey Ryan impression today.
1: Okay, here we go. Here we go. I think we got it. All right. Hey, it's fun being a producer again. I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Here's what we got. We're down to the final eight at the International Open. And I even had to ask you today, Mike, like what in the world? Why? I thought for sure they were doing true double elimination, but no, this tournament, like every other tournament now went to a redraw. Uh, the redraw came out some wee hours of the morning, I think. And in that redraw, we saw this lineup here. We had Victor Zielinski versus Vitali Pitsura, and Victor wins. 10 to 1 not much of a challenge there we talked about Vitali how it's so hard to rate his game because there's certain matches where he just looks dominant and and tournaments even like the Texas Open and just goes on beating everybody and then there's other matches where it seems like he just doesn't show up and that was kind of the case here in this match I guess
0: well I mean it depends on where you on where you have him at you know I think for me looking at the matches that he had yesterday I thought he kind of overperformed you know, so was was I, obviously I did not think he he'd lose ten to one to to Victor, but I certainly wouldn't put him in that same in that same type of uh, player as Victor. Um, but yeah, I mean, kudos to him on a great tournament. You know, it, I think it's it's pretty solid. Obviously, a disappointment for him just how he showed up today, but um, you know, some promising things because I think that he he played he played pretty well. It's, it, it showed uh, throughout the event.
1: Yeah, the next match, uh, Panda Mario He. Takes it ten to eight over Josh Filler, uh, pretty pretty solid upset there. I mean, we know that Mario's capable, but I don't think anybody would have picked this for Mario to win outright. He was probably a one to two game underdog there at least, wouldn't you say? Uh, uh yeah, I mean, probably
0: something like two as a push with against Josh. You know, last year fourteen point one. The guy who wins it is the guy right above Mario and one Victor Zelensky. I think he ends up in the finals of the international uh, that same year, losing to Jason. So could it be kind of a repeat situation where the winner of the fourteen point one has a deep run or gets to a final of the international open? Yeah, at least the the doors open, as they say. Um, really happy for Mario. I, I, you know, Josh is a great guy, friend of the show, friend of ours, um, but. I root for for Mario. I want to see him get over that hump. I want to see him have success. I want to see him get a big win uh, in a major. I don't even think he's been in a major final. uh, Like, I wouldn't consider the 14.1 a major. So, I don't think he's been in a major rotation final. Um, So, but both these guys I root for. So, it's kind of hard. You know, Victor, the same way I like the kid personally, the same way I like Mario. So, uh, a matchup that I'll be watching for sure in the final eight.
1: Well, the last few days we talked about what a player Lee Van Corteza is, how he's just so steady and solid and makes it deep in tons of events. But Aloysius Yap takes him out 10 to 6, and Yap is just in top form right now, playing really well. He's gonna go on to face Fedor Gors, who knocked off Jesus Atencio 10 to 3. And these two just have this habit of matching up <laughs> late in tournaments where they're playing each other over the last month or so, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah. I mean, one is sending each other home. That's for sure. And it's going to be the case uh, tonight as well. Um, Both guys who are just seems like the epitome of rotation consistency as of late, you know, Yap is, is uh, I mean, hitting on all gears. Isn't even the case. I mean, the guy is just steady as a locomotive. Um, I think that, you know, the fan, the fan favorite will be fetter, but the betting line should be about close to even just given how Yap's been playing. So um i'm gonna be really watching into this one one or two mistakes could really uh turn the tides when you have alternate break so um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a great matchup for sure
1: yeah and you said mario he is that player that you're rooting for to kind of get over the hump and i'm with you i i love the guy and i'd like to see him win one of these events but man this is not easy he's got to be the underdog out of these four this grouping of four wouldn't you say
0: yeah. Wow. That's tough to, yeah, that's tough to say that you would put Yap in it. I mean, the t- sorry, did you would put Mario in as number four? Um, but if I'm ranking these players up top, uh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess, I uh, guess, I guess he would be. So what would it's be so your brutal. three, Joe? Or your, What's that? The, the previous, the, what would be your, your four? How would you rank them in order?
1: Well, I think Federer and Yap right now are about even, they're about pick them at the top, at least in terms of tournament results and I'd put Victor just behind them, and then Mario he just behind him. It's a competitive grouping here. It just goes to show how hard it is to win one of these. We say it all the time. But if Mario does something here where he wins two matches from this point, what a great performance that would be for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as far as poise and holding it together, probably Feder would maybe tip the scales a hair over Victor and Yap um but when you talk about where guys are playing today yeah you know it's kind of like hey scoot over a little bit here you know so <laughs> don't
1: um, forget about me yeah, th- <laughs> yeah
0: i think you're right man i think you're absolutely yeah. right so uh it's going to be super competitive up top uh just super high level of of talent um and and young guys as well you know these are guys who are well well in their prime or heading into their prime so um, it's, it's going to be some great matchups, no doubt.
1: Yeah, Matt Poland in the chat brings up a good point. He's like, I love brackets like this, where whoever wins from here is going to be a great story, right? There's no yeah. one that you look at and they're like, all these guys are you know, commanding favor from here. And there's storylines everywhere with Yap and Federer matching up over and over again. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, oh, strolling- Shorty
0: dancer with with the Joey Ryan line. One what thing do you say? Can,
1: one of these. I mean, you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks shorty yeah. <laughs> all right moving on down we have david alcady broke the hearts of a lot of americans beating shane van boning 10 to 6 and naoki Oi, we talked about him yesterday about how he just doesn't he gets deep and he just doesn't seem to get over that hump kind of like mario uh great personality for pool tons of fun uh, and we even said like tough test against Jason Shaw, who we know plays well at this event Well, he knocks him off 10 to 6 and advances to face al in the round of 8. Thoughts on this matchup here?
0: Yeah, one of many upsets throughout this event or throughout this round of 16, you know, Naoki Oi would probably be be close to the top. Um, and actually, when I just think about a pure upset, he might be number one um, in that category through these um, selection of matches you know beating Jason we know how Jason plays at this event we know how he's been playing lately I know Oi you know can can be a fan favorite just as far as personality um, but definitely not having the consistency or the resume that Jason Shaw has so 10-6 score line I think it just goes back to um, a combination of playing well and and more importantly the format right the alternate break. Um, is going to give you a chance. And and uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of this matchup, but uh, kudos to Naoki. I think, you know, you're going to have your hands full with a guy like David because we talked about players who are just rolling along and who always seem to be there. You know, David's in that list of player.
1: Yeah, I'm liking David to kind of make it through to the bottom half here and be in the finals of this with the way things are shaping up. But you talk about Naoki Oi being the upset of this round. Uh, maybe not so fast because Alex Paguline, who we talked about, knocked off Albin Ocean 10-9. to 9. What a – uh-oh. <laughs> Madeline. Hey, Madeline. <laughs> making an Madeline appearance. Made... Yeah. Uh, but Alex Paguline knocking off Albin Ocean, that's a huge win for Alex, making it real deep in this tournament. We talked about just how good he is tactically at the table and if he could figure out the break and put – some of his old form together he could be really tough in this event and it's proven to be true and then you have gerson martinez who's turning out to have a great tournament beat shane earlier on in the event and beats fortunsky here 10 to 9 couple close matches uh what are your thoughts with alex and gerson advancing here
0: yeah i mean i think it's uh number one i'm happy for alex you know because alex has been um kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to rotation tournaments. You know, over the last few years, um, we know his his resume, we know his skill set, we know um, that I think this opens the door to him, you know, getting back into being more competitive. Um, the break shot is more of a shot per se versus having to use more force or, or power, which Alex just doesn't have um, at this point. And I feel like that's why his 10 ball game is such a, a liability. Um, but, but, beating albin is big time you know albin has has shown form in this event um in years past this is going to only boost alex's confidence and to be honest with you no disrespect to gerson because i love the guy and he showed a lot of heart in that match with fortunsky but it it's it shows that there's opportunity here for alex because if you beat albin then for my money you're supposed to follow that up and beat, beat gerson, gerson in yep. in the round of eight you know so um and gerson with a big upset not a big upset but a relatively you know decent size upset um he was down late in that match to for showed a lot of of poise and and something you just don't see with that with that uh uh fundamentals you know and uh and it got there man he got there so congratulations
1: I i haven't seen gerson play that much and you keep talking about his fundamentals what's wrong with his fundamentals
0: Uh, you know, he can, he can steer a little bit. He can get up on a shot quite a bit. You know, he uses a lot of the old body English to will the ball in at times, you know, for he's obviously a very talented player, player, uh, great guy, but I feel like on the four and a half, it's going to be more forgiving where the four is, is going to expose that a lot more, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why we haven't seen as much consistency or a deep run um in a more traditional uh matchroom nine ball uh event this one i believe they're playing on standard diamonds um so that would just lead me to believe that that you know that's more in in his wheelhouse um so yeah i mean look gerson's fun to watch and he's a great guy like i mentioned um and i hope he continues his run but he's going to have his hands full if alex is playing the right way and if the break becomes difficult for both players then you're definitely going to go and and favor Alex post break because Alex is moving and to be able to outsmart you is exactly where he wants to be at. Um, that cat and mouse game is, is, uh, right up his alley.
1: Well, if you're a pool player and you don't use body English, I don't know what's wrong with you. We all do that, right? You got to steer here, those right? balls in the pocket. <laughs> Whatever it takes. All right. So, so, it sounds to me like you may be picking David and Alex in the semifinal from the bottom half of this bracket. Is that what you got? That's well, what yeah, I got. But if
0: anything, that's what I got. But it's hard to say because if, you know, if we were picking 16 from last night, I guarantee you, we both have pile on our face because the guys who have made it through this far would not have been guys who we who we would have picked, Joe. You it's know, crazy. so I think, you know conventional wisdom would say that david versus alex might be the ones you go for but i feel like at this point all bets are off you know if you can get someone with a little bit of of weight which you know it can be on some of these matchups you know go ahead and take it and and roll the dice because the logic here or who's supposed to win isn't necessarily happening at least at least in the round of 16
1: so bottom half pick the lines give me the lines on these two matches what do you like Um, you know, probably David
0: minus one at a minimum, you know, given a game. Uh, Maybe if you find someone who just loves OI, you might be willing to take them even. I think two is just too much of a stretch, although maybe that might be uh, a closer score line to what the end result will be. Um, Alex versus Gerson. Alex, for the namesake alone, will be it's kind of like when you're a home team in football, right? It's worth probably three points just being the home guy. So Alex being Alex over Gerson might be, you know, more. Uh, uh, more weighted, but it's close, Joe. I mean, it's real. It's it, it's close. It's All right, close back to sure. the
1: top half. Same thing. What are your lines on these two matches? Victor Zelensky, Mario He, and Alicia Shap, and Fettergorst. Gorst.
0: Oh, they're pickums for sure. You know, I, think, I I think both both up top. They while they have the skill set to win an event, right? And I believe that. Although Victor's actually gotten there before, he's he's shown some cracks and chinks in that armor. At times too, when the event seems to get more pressure, I feel like with the exit of a filler though, it's setting itself up to be your event, right? Go out there, you you beat you beat Mario, probably end up with the dance against Federer. And oh by the way, last year Victor knocked Federer out of this event, so there's a little bit of history there at the International Open. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I I don't know who I'm rooting for, or who I think's gonna uh, get through, but I know it's gonna be close either way. Well. Yeah, well,
1: i tell you what, this, you know what this reminds me of, Mike, when I was a kid growing up, I remember the NFL, you had your power teams back when in the day in the 80s, you know, you had the Redskins, the Raiders, Steelers, you know, certain teams that were power teams, you kind of expected them to win. But then when I got a little older, maybe in my 20s, 30s, whatever, it seemed like something changed. And it might have been free agency, it might have been, you know, the way that drafts were occurring or whatever. But the league just had tons of parity. And it kind of feels like pool is that way right now where you get down to the final 16. And like you said, we follow this stuff pretty closely from event to event. And yet half our picks are wrong. Usually, or at least mine are.
0: (laughs) You're always going to have this Alexa Biestra dang kind of guys who are, are going to be in the eight, you know, it's just, it's, it's odds. If anything else, you know, so, and, and the talent, of course, has caught up a lot, a lot more than, then maybe the way it used to be further separated. So um, yeah, you make a great point there, but it's just, it's a numbers game, you know? And, you know, listen, the guys that we're thinking about are, you know, a guy who's been to a semifinal of a U.S. Open in Yap, a guy who's a, a multiple-time world champion in Alex, you know, a guy like David who's come off a major this year, you know, beating Shane. Mario, he's been in a semifinal of a major. Now, of course, nobody would have picked him to beat Filler, but he did. So let's see how you can follow that up because you beat Filler – you're supposed to give Victor all that he can handle and then some, and it looks like Mario's confidence is there. I, I, I tell you, like out of the eight, I don't know who I'm pulling for more, but my heart is probably picking for the winner out of that first matchup, man. I want to see either one of those two guys get through.
1: Yeah. So just to recap and guys do us a favor, hit up the chat, let us know who you're picking. We got Victor Zelensky, Mario, he Aloysius Yap, Feder Gors, David Alcady, Naoki Oi, and Alex Peggy and Gerson Martinez. Hit up the chat. Let us know who you like. We'll be checking it tonight, and tomorrow we'll come back and tell you if you dogged it or not. So uh, hit us up on Patreon, guys, patreon.com slash dogging it. Mike and I, we both have a busy weekend, but we're going to find time to get back on here, keep you guys updated, and let you know what's going on. So thanks for all the support. Thanks for Franco Custom Cues for the title sponsor and all these folks down along the bottom who support us each and every day. We appreciate you guys.